Welcome to another Youth Centered Podcast. Really excited to talk to you a little bit today about our big summer plans for 2021. Uh, obviously, this week we were supposed to have scheduled with uh, the great group from North Andover High School, um, the Asian Pacific Islands uh, Club. Uh, unfortunately, due to some scheduling with them, uh, we will not be doing that this week. Uh, we'll be seeing that in about two weeks. Really important topic uh, as we stop, try to stop Asian hate. Uh, and the girls from the APIC are going to come in and talk about their program, some of the things that are going on nationally that we need to address. So look for that in a couple of weeks. Um, we are going today to talk about summer 2021. So as everybody knows, we pulled off uh, a miracle last summer by putting on summer programs when most other communities uh, chose not to even attempting to put any programs on. We had a unbelievably successful seven weeks uh, last summer um, with no COVID issues, um, a very stressful summer around guidelines and pulling this off, but we did. And uh, as we proceed now to summer 2021, we are excited. Uh, we are still going to be under so many of the guidelines. We're still going to be having to follow a lot of the things with cohorts and masks that we did last summer. But we obviously, after pulling off last summer, we really feel we're experts on this and that we are going to be able to, to pull off another great summer. And then obviously the excitement is some of the things we had to kind of put on hold last summer, uh, we are planning to go full steam ahead with that. So as everybody knows, um, you know, more and more people are being vaccinated. Guidelines are actually changing. Uh, we're getting to warm weather. Um, we're obviously not out of the woods yet, but better days are coming for sure. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. So I do want to let people know uh, that starting Monday, uh, Demi will have everything up on our website of all the programs that we're going to be having this summer. Uh, we're going to give people substantial time uh, to review what's being offered, look at what um, they think would be a good fit for their kids, obviously talk to their kids, uh, find out if there's something that they want to be part of. Uh, we actually ask you to spend a lot of time in looking at the offerings and be truly sure that you want to sign up for a, pro a program. Uh, due to all the changes that have happened in the last year, we do not have any kind of a refund policy. So uh, make sure your child really wants to do this program and that you really want this child to do the program before you do sign up. Uh, we are going to have everything live um, on the website this week. As I said, uh, Demi will give you all the specifics, when the program is taking place, the cost, anything that you need to know on that. And then the first Monday in April, uh, that is our usual. Uh, last year obviously was different with the pandemic, uh, but the first Monday in April is when we release our programs for sale. Uh, as with last year and going forward, I see this not changing at all, is all of our programs will be online registration. Uh, many of you have already done that with us, but we ask you, if you haven't, to make sure you get your account set up uh, before we do that first Monday in April so you won't have any glitches. Uh, if for some reason you do have some technological glitches on that Monday, you're going to call the youth center, speak to Demi, and we'll walk you through that. For those people out there that may still not have any kind of access to internet and being able to do an online registration, let us know. We'll work with you to make that uh, happen somehow, some way. Um, probably have you come by the youth center. Obviously, the public buildings are still not open to the public per se, but um, we will be able to help you get um, your child signed up if there are real uh, technological issues with that. So keep in mind that on the first Monday in April is when everything goes live. Uh, the first Monday in May is when we'll actually uh, be putting online registrations for the pond, and we'll talk a little bit more when we get to the pond. So um, obviously we're looking forward to having a great, great summer. So let's get right down to what we're offering this summer. So last summer we had to say no to the children's shows on the common. And for people that have been with us for years and decades and their entire life, uh, know that children's shows are usually held on the common on Tuesday and Thursdays uh, for a five or six week period during the summer, 10 a.m. Beautiful weather we have right on the common by the stage. Last year, um, town manager had to make a very tough decision to not allow us to have children's shows because 
it was really difficult to do a lot of social distancing. A lot of the children's shows you know are very interactive with the performer, um, really up close to the stage or whatever. So last year we had to say no to that and I know people were very disappointed. We got tons of phone calls and emails about it, but as I promised, we would be back in 2021. Uh, we are going to have a full slate of um, performers. And in fairness, because of the pandemic and we didn't have it last year, uh, our first attempt was to go to everybody that we had booked last year. Uh, and at this point in time, almost all of the performers are confirmed they will be here in 2021. And we'll have that schedule out to everybody. Um, obviously, probably around the time all of the summer programs are out or a little bit after. Um, we're obviously need to fill a few more spots, but I hope to do that in the next week or two. Uh, so again, those children's shows will be held on Tuesday and Thursday, starting after the 4th of July weekend, uh, and it'll go up to the first week in August. And those shows will all take place at 10 o'clock. We normally, during any kind of bad weather days, we use the auditorium or the multi-purpose room at the North End of the Middle School. Due to the still some difficulties with uh, indoor facilities, uh, we will not be having a rain site at the middle school. We have actually worked out a deal uh, for almost all of the potential rain dates uh, to hold them at Stevens Estate underneath the tent. So I've been working with the great folks up at Stevens Estate and we hope to have that all ironed out. I think there's one conflict that we need to kind of work around. Uh, but if there is inclement weather, obviously we will make that official on all of our social media pages. Um, and if you have a question that day and you're not 100% sure, just call us at the youth center and we'll direct you whether you're going to the common or you're going to uh, up to Stevens Estate. So once again, we're very excited for our littlest residents that we will be bringing this back. Uh, I'm hoping obviously for great weather. Every year we probably have one bad weather day, um, but if we could do all of the dates at 10 a.m. on the common, that'll be great. There will be guidelines. Um, so there will be a 15 foot buffer between the stage and the performer and uh, the spectators. There will also be social distancing area. Our staff will be over there. We usually have one staff member that's assigned to the children's show. This year there'll be about three that will assist people with any social distancing issues that we have to do. Um, masks are expected to be worn as of this date. Things could change again in the next three to four months, but at this point, be prepared that we're gonna actually ask people to wear masks. Um, and obviously, if it's a family that's sitting together, that's a different thing, um, but we will work with that. The other thing that the town manager has really asked me to implement is there will be a tracking system for anybody coming on the children's show. So as you come on to the common, one of my staff people will be taking identification information down uh, so if we obviously hopefully never happens but we had some big issue that we needed to alert people um, of anything that's going on we could do that and also there is a cap at this point of 150 people and as many people know we draw more than 150 at times uh, but we usually average close to that so there is a max of 150 right now and unfortunately if we go over that and people start to come on the common you will be asked to uh, asked to leave so again guidelines are extremely fluid um, i ask you to just follow our procedures as we get into the late spring and the early summer i will as you know keep you up to date completely on any guidelines once we actually send out the schedule to the community uh, we will also send what the specific guidelines are but the really good news is uh, Melissa Rodriguez, our town manager, has given me the go-ahead to bring back the children's shows at the Common, and uh, I know you're all going to be happy, and I know we're really going to be happy. So that's the children's shows. On Sunday nights, we will have the concerts on the Common. Uh, last year was interesting. Uh, we had eight, I think seven or eight acts scheduled on Sunday nights. Beautiful time on the Common, usually 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., uh, and we got in uh, four concerts last year, uh, and then we actually had one bad weather day. Uh, and then we were shut down when the governor actually limited the amount of people you could have in a public space. So I know that was really unfortunate for people. Um, I was a strong believer that we still could have done it safely, but 
Our department is obviously a talent department, and we are just like everybody else, team player. We'll do whatever we need to do. But it was unfortunate that we couldn't fit out the, finish out the season. But we are planning on doing it. We have close to finalizing the full schedule right now. They will start the Sunday nights after July 4th and go up to mid-August. Uh, we will have a number of different genres of music. Um, you'll see some new faces along with some of the old faces. Uh, in fairness, uh, the three acts that um, did not get to play last year due to the pandemic shutting things down with guidelines, they have been asked and confirmed that they will be coming back this year, which is great. Uh, we're adding a couple of new faces, and we're actually working with our school department, music department, to actually have a jazz night, which I think is going to be pretty cool. we got to work out some specifics, but I think one of those nights we're definitely going to have um, the kids at the middle school, the high school, uh, the music teachers putting on a great jazz night on the common, and that'll be one of the Sunday nights. So again, like with the children's shows, we are going to have um, guidelines. Uh, my staff will be over there, and uh, they will be the same staff as the last couple of years. We'll have uh, Nicole Kramer, student up at UNH, Lucy Kilcoin, a college student at Endicott College, and Ben Ramos, a college student at Connecticut College, will be my three staff people. And they will be working on the common, and they will be doing everything from making sure people are following the guidelines to making sure the acts are all set, um, having sanitation, sanitizing um, supplies there, etc. So we will be clear, just like with the children's shows, when we get to end of June, I will give the community the most up-to-date guidelines uh, that the town and the state is issuing. But I am ecstatic that we're bringing this back. Um, this is something that could be done. I was so proud of the residents uh, on these Sunday night concerts last year before they got shut down. Uh, we did not have to patrol uh, physical distancing. You guys did that yourself. Set yourselves up from different areas, you know, at least six feet apart, which was really great. Um, and, you know, my staff was there to make sure everything went well. And, and it really did. The unfortunate part is it was out of our control and out of the town manager's control when the governor made the latest guidelines so we weren't able to finish out the season but extremely ecstatic that we're going to have that up and running this year so we hope to see everybody on the common again that 150 number is what it is today uh, my hope is that you know it'll be up around 200 uh, 250 or whatever in the summer if things continue to get better uh, but we'll we'll keep you in the loop on that and it's it's going to be great so again Great weather um, is what we're hoping for. Unlike with the children's shows, we do not do an actual rain site. What we do is a change of a rain day. So if a Sunday night did get rained out, we usually try to do it one of the days during the week. Week is not great as Sunday. Sundays we have our best numbers, etc. cetera. Um, but to be able to get all the acts in, if something gets canceled or postponed on a Sunday night, it would not be unusual for a Wednesday night for us to put that program back on the common. But again, through our wonderful social media and the way we communicate, you would know anything about that. So again, really looking forward to our big things on the common with the return of the children's shows and a full summer and a full season of our Sunday night concerts. The third big uh, area is Stevens Pond. And uh, the pandemic caused a number of issues, obviously, with Stevens Pond. Um, we had a ton of guidelines. We had to limit a certain amount of people uh, that could be there at one time. Even the parking lot had to be set up a certain way. Uh, we fully expect uh, the guidelines to still be in place. Uh, although probably not as tough a guidelines as they were last year, but once we um, go to the selectmen at the end, the select board, I'm sorry, at the end of April, they set the fees and then we start the uh, publication of selling the permits. Again, everything will be sold online. Everything how you cannot purchase permits at the youth center or you cannot purchase permits you know, at the pond when we open up. It all has to be done online, and we'll give everybody instructions on to do that. And just like with a lot of our summer programs, if you have real difficulty with either figuring out the online or not having the capability to do something online, you would contact us, and we would do whatever it takes to make sure you get taken care of. So we will do that. But we do ask 
that everybody, if they do have the capabilities of doing everything online, to please do that. So besides the guidelines last year, besides the fact that we lived through an unbelievable global pandemic and still living through it, we had major water issues last year. And water issues is something that happens a lot with all ponds. And we have been fortunate over the last decade and a half of having probably the least amount of water issues of all the ponds in our surrounding areas. But last year, we had the toughest summer. Um, due to water quality, uh, we did not have the best water so that we could allow swimming. So we were closed for a big part of the summer. Um, obviously, we started out strong at the beginning of the summer, and we actually finished strong at the end of the summer. But, you know, the six weeks in between there was rough. Um, some people chose to uh, get a refund, which the town agreed to do. Other people, you know, supported us by just riding it out and obviously enjoying what we had with the last two weeks of it being open. So what are we doing about water quality? Due to the great leadership of this town, Melissa Rodriguez, DKC, and others, um, we have purchased an aerator. I'm happy to say the aerator was installed in October. A great help uh, from the Department of Public Works, one of our great partners down at the pond. Uh, the aerator is all ready to go. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, this spring, myself and the town manager will be taking a little boat ride in our rowboat. And uh, while the aerator is showing, so we can show you how it actually works. So we're very excited about the aerator. We believe that the aerator will help with water flow, especially on the days that we don't get rain for a long period of time or the days that we get tremendous rain and there's runoff into the water. So we believe the air rate is going to be a big help. But that's not the only thing. We have a major geese problem in town. If you've ever driven around Stevens Pond, and the neighbors can attest to this, if you were to go around to the pond at 6 o'clock in the morning before we were there, uh, there is just geese everywhere. Um, and obviously geese droppings and things like that. So we are putting things in place um, to deal with the geese issue. We have some equipment we're buying, which we're excited about. And then another one of our great partners, the North Anvil Police Department, the dog officer, Cam uh, Pramus, is actually going to be um, bringing his dog down to run the beach uh, in the morning, and that actually obviously helps with geese too. So we're working really hard to deal with the geese issue, and we will do it. Our hope is, you know, as we wrap up in this pandemic times, that the pond, which is a great refuge for everybody, that will be able to be open every single day like we usually have been in years. Uh, and I can't thank um, all of our partners, obviously but led by the direction of uh, Melissa Rodriguez, our town manager, uh, but all the crew down at the Department of Public Works, the police department, obviously everybody at the youth center working very hard to make this done. So we will also uh, be doing our yearly maintenance uh, to deal with the blue-green algae issue, which was a big issue about nine years ago. Uh, that has not been an issue because of the great maintenance program that we do. Um, thanks to John Bojesi down at DPW, he schedules this all the time. Uh, so that will be done before we reopen on that. Um, the weed removal was actually done last summer, and that is a program that we do every other summer. So this summer the weed removal won't be done, but next summer it will be. Uh, and then obviously the great news we have, if you haven't heard already, um, over in the grass area, by the time we open up in June, you will see a brand new playground. Um, a bigger playground than we've had down there, but this is more for a little bit of the older kids. The other one will stay where it is, uh, and that's for the little, little kids. Uh, but on this playground, which was purchased through the town's community preservation grant money, uh, we're very excited to have that. And along with that came a few more equipment purchases with some benches and things like that. So uh, thank you, uh, CPC, and thank you for the town. Uh, that is all going to be taking place in May, and it'll be up and running before we open up in June. So lots of great things happening at the pond. Going back to the guidelines, we will once again be having a full slate of lifeguards like we always do. We will be doubling up our gate attendance again this year uh, due to the pandemic. We still need to do a lot of sanitizing um, and doing a lot of cleaning work around all the guidelines. So we will have two gate attendants uh, one person that will be checking the cars and the permit, 
uh, and the other one will actually be doing a lot of the sanitizing. So we are excited that Stevens Pond can get back to where it was. Um, I apologize completely. I know how frustrating it was for everybody last summer. It was out of our control, and I do need to impress upon everybody how much work was done last summer to try to rectify all the problems. The meetings we attended, uh, the frustration, and nobody more frustrated than our director, Kelly Ray, down there. Kelly Ray has been with me forever. She started out as a gate attendant, a lifeguard, an assistant um, director, and now the director for the last number of years. That is her baby down at Stevens Pond, and I tell you, she was distraught over what happened last summer. Um, and so I do need to let you know everything was possibly done to save the summer last year, and we just couldn't do it. The water quality was the issue, but again, we were proactive in the off-season, and I think we're ready to go. So as I said, at the end of April, North Andover's Select Board will set the permit fees um, of what they are. Uh, we will be bringing back the, uh, the swimming lessons, which had to be canceled last year due to the pandemic. The plan is to bring back swimming lessons following distance, uh, physical distancing guidelines. We will be looking to use all of our other equipment, like the docks and the rafts, will be used. One thing that we will not be bringing back in 2021 is special programming. So like when we had, um, you know, the SUPIO program and stuff like that. We will not be doing extra programs like that, but I hope to see the return of a lot of those things in 2022. We will be bringing back certain programs uh, that we didn't have last year, and that's a lot of the kid extra programs we do, like the swim meet and um, what we try to do with tie-dye day and, and a number of different things that Kelly and her crew does. So we hope to bring all of that back. So again, I'll be meeting with the select board at the end of April. We will start the sales of everything to do with Stevens Pond the first week of May, and we will see you at Stevens Pond the third week of June. Uh, and we will be there until the third week of August. So it's going to be a great eight or nine weeks um, that, and hopefully, I got my fingers crossed that we don't have to close for one day. For those people that did ask how we test the water, I do want to let you know, and this has gone on for decades that I've run it, um, we do check the, the water quality every week. Uh, and if water quality comes back not the perfect, uh, it has to be retested. We do a lot of retests. Uh, and then each uh, passable tests actually last for seven days and then you've got to retest again so we do a great job with that and again thanks to uh, our water treatment uh, department as well as the Andover water treatment program which we get our actual tests from uh, we appreciate all that so fingers crossed that we have a great uh, summer down there. I know Fox Hill uh, residents and everybody over near the pond. I know you guys are eyeing that playground we got going. Obviously, the playground is for the summer, but we are looking at some long-range plans of the playground be being able to be used post uh, sw uh, swimming time during the summer. But we'll talk more about that as we get to that. So very excited for that. Now the big thing. Obviously, the summer programs that we at the youth center have been running now for 33 years. Uh, we're excited about uh, a great summer ahead of us. Uh, I want to first of all talk about some of the programs, some of the new offerings, some of the things we're hoping to bring back post-pandemic. Uh, and again, we're not out of the woods yet, folks, but we are getting closer and closer to that. So let's start off with what we call our big four playground programs. So the first is uh, the famous Summer Fun program. Very excited that Summer Fun is now going on its 28th year um, of running uh, a very unique playground program. So I know when I was young, playgrounds consisted of the small playground in your actual neighborhood or something like that. We innovatively brought back uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, we brought back the concept of actually bringing all the playgrounds together and all the kids based on more age groups. Um, and it's actually been just unbelievably successful. So we are back for the Summer Fun Sergeant Program. Thanks to Karen Lay and everybody at the school department, we will once again be holding our youngest playground program at the beautiful Sergeant School. 
Um, we appreciate the school department on this, helping us out. And Sargent has become a real home for this age group. It, for people that have been around forever know that we used to run this program at the Atkinson School. Uh, when construction started, obviously, with the AEBC and other things, uh, the uh, field project there, uh, we needed to move out of there, and the Sargent has been a great home for us. Need to be clear to everybody, the only people that can actually go to the Sajin Summer Fund Program, first of all, you have to be a North Andover resident. You have to be a North Andover resident. There's no uh, ifs, ands, and buts about that. Uh, but if you're an, a North Andover resident and your child has finished kindergarten, first grade, or second grade, you're going to be going to the Sargent School. So those kids that were there last year as second graders, you're moving on to the bigger summer fun, but and will be a new group of kids who just graduated um, summer uh, kindergarten last year into our summer fun program. Last year we had to kind of condense the numbers because of cohorts. We're looking to get back to our regular size numbers that we used to have at this playground. Um, but I do suggest you do not wait. If you want your child to be in the Sergeant Summer Fund, I would not hesitate uh, in signing them up. Get, get your name in. They can save a spot because we will not be creating a waiting list this year. When we're done with the cap, we're done with the cap. So, uh, And that cap is actually going to be set in the next week or so. But I do know that we'll be bringing in a few more people than we did last year. Um, but not too much more. So make sure you sign up for that. And again, that is anybody that's finished K, one and two. That pr playground program, my supervisor's down there. And again, we'll talk about my staff, but the two lead people that run the youngest program for us is two school teachers, um, Nicole Sharp, who teaches in the Haverhill Public Schools, and uh, Sabrina Freilich, who teaches at our own very Atkinson School. They co-lead this program and have done it for a number of years, and they'll have upwards to 30 kids working for them that'll work with that. So that is Summer Fun Sergeant. Summer Fun Drummond is basically at the Youth Center site on the Youth Center campus using the traditional name of Drummond Field. Uh, and that is for anyone that has finished grades three, four, and five. And again, this is a bigger one than the sergeant. Last year, we did not really cut the numbers down due to the pandemic. And in hindsight, I wish I kind of had. Um, it was a huge undertaking for my staff out there, uh, which is our largest staff, but uh, did a phenomenal job. So we will not be increasing the numbers we had last year. But uh, again, you know, we will try to take care of everybody but again don't hesitate there's not going to be any waiting list uh, so get yourself uh, signed up ahead of time if your child has finished grades three four and five the coordinator at that site is Gigi Castellanos this will be her second year with us uh, and she has a great administrative team and a great number of uh, staff members that are going to be working for her and on that site uh, that's obviously we use everything from Drummond Field which is also known as the Youth Center Field uh, all of the grounds around the Youth Center and we will be going back to our traditional use of also using inside the building we used inside the building mostly just for our gym last year but due to the success we've had all year of using our building, we will be going back to using um, the building. Um, I do want to let people know that the guidelines, we are going to still be wearing masks. I think that was the biggest concern at the beginning of the summer last year. And obviously we proved that was not a worry at all. And people pretty much got anxious about that. And it really wasn't. Masks work. Uh, kids don't have an issue with masks. Um, and we actually deal with anybody that actually does have some slight issues with it, and it's, it's been great. And I think we proved, obviously, to our own school system that masks were not an issue. There will be cohorts in all the groups. Uh, we found that at Sargent's Summer Fund, the cohorts was the thing we're going to do post post-pandemic anyways. It just makes more sense with that age group. We know the drumming group didn't actually love the cohort all the time, so we're going to have a, probably a combination. The cohorts will be a little bit bigger this year because of guidelines, which is going to be great, uh, but we will have to follow all that. We will make sure every parent knows the most up-to-date guidelines in June when you get your final confirmation of when we're starting and, and everything like that. Again, guidelines change almost on a weekly basis so we will keep you up to date on that and if we can keep moving in the positive then we're really not going to have too much to worry about and we'll have another successful summer remember last summer we did seven weeks of programs 918 kids zero COVID-19 issues 
both with kids, staff, etc. So uh, we're very confident that we can pull off of that. Our third playground program, so to speak, is the famous Sports and Rec program, which is held out on Reynolds Field. It is predominantly for sixth, seventh, and eighth. It's sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, but it's predominantly boys. But if you're a girl that wants to be part of that program, then join us. We had a number of girls last year that loved it. Uh, it's called Sports and Rec because it's really a sports playground. So they're constantly doing traditional, non-traditional sports or whatever. So uh, although it's predominantly males, girls, you're invited too. So that'll be held obviously five days a week at the Reynolds Playground. We're really excited. Reynolds Playground, we got the... Uh, court surfaced last year and we will be installing thanks to the joseph n herman youth center inc we'll be installing new backboards and rims in may and that'll be all set to go there um, we're also going to be established putting up a tent uh, thanks to our purchase from the cares act last fall for the youth center we'll be putting a tent down there because there's really not a lot of uh, shade down there and that'll be our kind of our area that the kids will be you know hanging out um, when they have break time and things like that in terms of like things like break time we will make sure everybody knows about snack time what we do or whatever you'll get all that information as you go along but sports and rec Obviously a great take, uh, five days a week at the whole Reynolds Fields complex. And then our fourth playground program, so to speak, is Girl Got Game. Now this is uh, all girls, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. It is a version of sports and rec slash summer fun, I guess is the best way to start it. So there is a lot of sports related stuff, but it's not all sports related. Uh, last year, Thanks to Principal George at the middle school, we were actually able to use the middle school. Uh, due to the fact that the school department's bringing back some of their summer programs, we have to relocate this year. Uh, but we're very excited that Principal Erin O'Loughlin, a former summer fun worker herself, has allowed us to set up Girl Got Game at the Atkinson School. So we're coming full circle. We're coming back to the Atkinson School with Girl Got Game. Um, we are very excited that um, our co-coordinators of Girl Got Game are two people that have been with us a long while now. Um, they're our youngest coordinators, but they've got a tremendous amount of experience and leadership, and that's Kelly Murphy and Alyssa McNaught. Uh, so we're really excited about that. And again, that's probably our smallest playground uh, in terms of 50 middle school girls. This year, we're really looking for 75. So really want people to take a hard look at um, signing up for that. I am remiss to, I forgot on Sports and Rec to announce our leadership team there. Leading our Sports and Rec um, is Nate Dontremont, who's been with us a number of years, is our lead person. And he'll be assisted by Caitlin Wessel. Um, and Sean McDonald. Uh, Caitlin worked, that's her second year working out at Sports and Rec. She was a former summer fun counselor. And as everyone knows, Sean McDonald is Mr. Sports and Rec. He's grown up there as being probably one of the most vocal, passionate, excitable uh, counselors. So he's coming into a leadership role with us on that. So those are our big playground programs. Some of our weekly programs we're going to run throughout the summer. The Joe Walsh Summer League Basketball is back. So proud of Kyle Palladino, who's the coordinator of this program. Last year, when we were told you could not play basketball, Kyle and his staff worked relentlessly to try to come up with a fun basketball experience. And because skill development was allowed and so-called you know, contest-type things were allowed, we were actually able to put on a great program. But we know the kids love to play games. So Joe Wall Summer League, we're back. We're back to having, for the boys' division, a 6th grade division, a 7th grade division, and an 8th grade divisions on the boys' side. Uh, we, uh, two years ago, stopped doing the girls' division because of lack of sign-ups. But if there are a lot of girls that would like, middle school girls that would like to do some part of the league with Joe Walsh, I'm open to that, but we've got to see the numbers to make it happen on that. So as I said, Kyle Palladino will be running that program. Uh, games are played twice a week. Uh, and then it goes all the way up to a great uh, all-star games and playoffs, et cetera. And that's all held in the youth center gym, which is the best gym in the world for a thing like a pandemic because we've got the barn doors are wide open 
plenty of airflow and obviously we've been open for a year now with great ventilation and that's not an issue so joe wall summer league we're back it's going to be exciting uh we are also due to the popularity during the pandemic of our flag football league uh, we are going to be running a weekly flag football league right on our field out back at Drummond Field. That'll be done in the afternoon, one day a week um, after summer fun's over. And then probably the second or the first most popular pandemic program we have is our Be Awesome and Dodge program. And that's actually going to be run one day a week also um, outside, uh, I'm sorry, in the gym on Fridays. Uh, so that will be a great program. The reason we're putting that as a summer program is as we did it in every session in the fall, the winter, and in the spring session, the program has sold out in a couple of hours. So we know middle school kids love Be Awesome and Dodge. So we know that's going to be a, a big a success again. We will also be doing through the pandemic, we've learned that we've taken our weight room to a whole different level. Uh, and we'll be doing a couple of programs using our fitness room. And uh, our goal this year was to offer more programs for the middle school kids from the summer uh, besides the Joe Wall Summer League. And we have definitely done that on the weekly programs. Community service, we've done this for years and we're back last year. Thank you, parents. Uh, due to the pandemic and the guidelines, we were only able to do community service in our town. There could be no van transportation. Parents had to drop their kids off at a site. It was extremely challenging for us in designing this. It was extremely challenging having parents be able to drive, but it all worked out well because everybody wanted this uh, the way we wanted it, so it worked out well. But this year, um, guidelines for the vans have opened up. We can't take a full bus load, uh, but we will be taking... Uh, seven kids uh, in each of these programs and uh, Kyle runs the night work program and uh, obviously that's a one day a week program throughout the whole summer and uh, Demi runs the step up community service which is usually a one week event um, so you'll be hearing a lot about that but step up and night work are our community service programs. We're also doing some things for middle school kids called theme weeks this year. So we've got an exercise week, a mindfulness week, cultural week, girls week, adventure week, all run by our uh, staff of uh, Asia Valdez and Lauren Sanford. Uh, so there's going to be some great offerings, just different things that on a week exercise. It would all be a number of different exercise type, type opportunities. Mindfulness Weeks, which has been very important during the pandemic and been very successful and popular for us. So we're, we're turning that into a whole week program of the mindfulness. We've been doing a lot, if you've been following in our other podcasts, trying to be sensitive to different cultures. And we're having a big cultural week, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. And then our Girls Week is back. Um, in years past, we have rented a yellow bus and taken like 50 girls for one week. We will not be able to do that, but it's going to be better than last year when we didn't have use of van. So we're going to be taking about 20 girls this year, and it's going to be a whole week program, and Asia's going to be running that. And then obviously Lauren, who's our adventure expert, we got an exciting planned week of adventure week. So some of those are some of the theme weeks. On top of that, again, we're still trying to add just more and more things this summer to take it to a whole different level. So we do got some field trips planned. We got beach in it, three Fridays of beach trips. And I think everybody loves going to the beach. We're going to Six Flags, hiking to new heights. It's going to be five different Tuesdays of different hikes. For those people that love doing hikes, it's going to be great. Kayaking on the Ipswich River is going to be a one-day field trip. We're going to go whitewater rafting like the old days. Uh, one day we're going to go whitewater rafting. Paintball, one of our best field trips, is back. We're going deep-sea fishing for those people that, are, that like deep-sea fishing or maybe never have gone on deep-sea fishing but would love to do that. we got a big trip planned on that. We're going horseback riding. We're going to have a lot of fun. Another thing that we used to do a lot with the horseback riding, that's back. And then Kyle, Mr. Innovation, when it comes to this stuff, we got a big home run derby down at Kyle Thomas that we're going to put out. So these are one-day field trip events. So as you can see, there is going to be a ton 
of ton of different things for middle school kids this summer. Um, as you know, the playground programs are mostly for our elementary school kids. So we're going to be servicing between all of our programs and all of the kids working with us. We're servicing kids graduating sixth grade to graduating college. So it's, I'm really proud about that. Um, this is the time of year we start looking at our staff. We called them the mass superheroes last year. And thank you to the hundreds, and I mean hundreds, of parent responses over the summer. Uh, it was emotional to read what you wrote about the kids who worked for me last summer uh, during this pandemic. They truly were the mass superheroes. And when the building back gets back open to the public, you'll be able to see this, this actual tribute that we have to all of the kids that saved this last year. Uh, it's called the crews that, that say the squads that saved uh, the summer, the fall, the winter, and it'll be the spring also. And it's pictures of all of the high school and college kids that helped me pull off something that no one ever thought we could. So it is an understatement to tell you how much we value are the kids that work for us. We also know it is the toughest job to get in terms of how many people want to join our family. Um, we are having uh, the most kids ever apply this year. It is going to be tough. A number of our kids are coming back for another year because they weren't able to get, you know, internships. Some of our college kids who usually move on at this point are probably going to be back for one more year because of that. And obviously we need to be loyal to all of the kids who worked for us last year. Um, we got some very painstaking decisions to make. Uh, we always like to try to bring in about 30% new employees. And despite everything, that will still be my goal. So there are going to be about 30% new folks. Uh, for all those ninth graders that applied, thank you for getting into our employment system. Uh, and hopefully we're going to get you. It's going to be very tough for any present ninth graders to get a job this summer. Uh, but you're in our database, and obviously when you apply next year, uh, we see that it's going to be a lot of kids moving on next year. So we are focusing on, we've always allowed ninth graders to apply, but we've been clear even before the pandemic that it's just really tough to get the job at 15. We usually hire kids after their sophomore year. Again, there's been occasionally some kids spending around more around Stevens Pond, uh, but we'll see that. But Anyone that has applied, we will be looking at the evaluation process, and we spend a lot of time on this. We look at your application. If you're a returning person, we look at your evaluation for last summer. We call your um, uh, references, you know, basically, and we know the references are probably going to say really good things about you, but we do want to try to do our due diligence. Uh, we are looking to obviously be all-inclusive. I'm very proud that we bring not only a wide range of males and females and ages, 10th grade through second or third year of college, um, but I'm really happy with you know how we are a changing community. And with that, I'm glad that my staff has changed in that too. We have had more people of color working for us, which I'm very proud of, and we will continue to look at, at trying to balance this to have the staff pretty much reminiscent of the kids that come to the youth center. So we're very excited. There are two days of announcements in May. Um, I ask you, uh, don't call us beforehand. Uh, it's already been sent out to all the applicants. It's two Fridays in May. And then after that, if, if there aren't any calls after that, uh, that will be what we have for this year. Um, again, you have to trust we do a really good job on this. Um, it is something that we really vet very carefully in terms of the type of kids we want in our program, the ones that we think can follow all of our, our pillars and our standards, as well as kids that we believe that um, you know can really do a good job and get a lot out of this job. We are now hovering on 95% of the kids that work for us at, at one point in time attended these programs. So that's really exciting too. And it's also pressure on me every time I see a third, fourth, and fifth grader that tells me they're going to work for me someday. And um, they probably will. I just hope I'm here that long. But um, it is really good to see that the kids that came through our programs come back and work. And, and we believe the culture that we have, that the experience of working for us during the summer is an amazing experience. And obviously last summer was the best of all. So we're looking forward to that. So we will have our staff. Uh, just want to make sure parents know our staff 
staff goes through a 12-hour training before we even start. Um, we have our fire department come in, our school department come in. We have other people come in that does different leadership training with the kids. We do a lot with our site meetings and kind of getting to know each other, et cetera. So it's a, an intense uh, training program that we put together that we're very excited. Um, and then obviously last year was much more meetings upon meetings upon meetings about guidelines. And we'll still have that. But again, as I said at the very beginning, we know how to do this. We know how to do this safely and we are going to do it. So um, I did see something on Facebook where I don't know who this person was, but said something to the fact, well, maybe you'll have it. Well, sir, we are having it. We had it last year in the most difficult of times um, and we pulled it off without incident um, and we will be even better and stronger this year. So again, I really want to remind people that once we publicize this stuff, and I know you guys are busy, I know it's crazy, I know, you know, educating our kids and virtual and, in, and all the things that go along with it, but please don't forget about the summer programs because the, the toughest for me is when someone calls up in June trying to get into a program that's already sold out and I try to tell them that, you know, they went on sale in April, so you just got to stay on top of that. Um, do want to let you know a few other things. Obviously, I'm very proud of uh, my full-time staff that has pulled this off since last summer. Uh, most people know me by face. Most people know Demi because she's the one that sends out a million emails. And there's nobody better than Demi, by the way, best assistant director in the entire state. Um, I'd put her up against any assistant director in the entire country. Um, and after that, obviously, I have three amazing um, full-time employees, uh, our support services coordinator, Asia Valdez, who has done an unbelievable job with so much of the mentoring and the mentees and our social emotional issues that we've had this year and the anxiety issues. And she's been on the, the front steps of that and done an amazing job. Uh, Lauren Sanford has been with us now for the last couple of years and just her ability to make everybody feel included and want to be here and getting kids out of their comfort zone, whether it be God, we had a great winter with snowshoeing and cross-country skiing and hiking and all the stuff she does with biking and fishing and all the little things that's outside of our building. She does a phenomenal job. And then obviously, last but not least, Kyle Beans Palladino. Uh, everybody knows Kyle. He's kind of the guy that runs the programs in the afternoon, making sure everything's all set. He's in the gym. He's out in the fields. Um, he's doing a lot of the community service with our night work and our Next Man Up programs, but I'm very fortunate to have them. We also have our newest member of our team, Jen Battersby, who is our administrative assistant, something that we've been actually looking for. And thank you, Melissa Rodriguez, for making our wishes come true. Um, Jen works uh, Tuesday through Friday for us at the front desk. Um, parents are going to get to know her with, you know, when they call up for questions or they come into the youth center once we open up. Uh, she'll be one of the first faces uh, that um, truly you're going to see. And very proud of my full-time staff. Uh, also would like to thank my two boards that I work with very closely. Uh, the NAYRS Council, which is appointed by the Select Board, has been a great support for us for 33 years. But in this past year of the pandemic, um, they have had our back completely. Um, they have supported us. They've done everything we needed. They've been a, a, a shoulder to cry on and everything else. So I appreciate the council. Uh, and then the Joseph N. Herman Youth Center, Inc., which I think most people know, the group that actually raises so much money to... Um, to grant us different things that maybe the town couldn't pay for or whatever. And over the years, we've had that auction, that annual fund, um, and it's been amazing the work Holly Williams and her entire group has done in raising monies. And they pretty much donate oh, about thirty-five dollars to $40,000 a year to the youth center for us to buy equipment, help fund programs. As I mentioned quickly, I mean, they bought all those snowshoes so we could have a snowshoe program in this winter just to try to get more things that were outside during this pandemic. So I am extremely grateful to both of those boards that have had our back. Um, 
you know, I often talk about Dee and Melissa. Uh, Dee Casey is my direct uh, superior uh, deputy town ma manager. She is exactly what you would want to work for. She has her directors' uh, backs. Um, she supports us, and I know I'm somebody that pretty much keeps pushing, pushing, pushing. We can do this, and what I've always appreciated by Dee is she, she doesn't really say no. She says, let's see if we can do this. Etc. And then obviously, as I've said many, many times, I've worked for every town manager that North Andover's ever had, starting with Paul Sharon uh, and then Melissa Rodriguez. They've all been great. They've all had their different leadership styles. But there was nobody like Melissa Rodriguez when it came to basically getting this town through a global pandemic. Uh, her support for me personally, her belief in what we were trying to do, um, and her back that she's that she's had our back for this this in the past year. And she's only been here a couple of years, but a tremendous uh, town manager. Uh, and then lastly, I just want to thank the parents of this town. Um, we say this a lot. Mm. We could not have pulled this off without our amazing staff and all the people I just mentioned. But we couldn't have pulled it off if it wasn't for the parents of this town that basically said, we can do this, we got your back, we're gonna support you. Um, what you did last summer was beyond emotional, <clears throat> excuse me, you, uh, you pretty much rose everybody up every single day to, to do the best they could. So my kids, when they read your emails or your texts or the different little things you did, just know it was extremely appreciative um, and we did it so we're ready summer 2020 it's 21 it's coming up um, it's happening um, we're gonna pound you with information small videos hope we're not killing you with that we'll be sending out emails we're gonna make sure you know everything that we got going on we're gonna make sure you know everything that you need to know about those programs yes we are in a crazy global pandemic that's still not over and it's not going to be over through the summer uh, but we can do this we've shown we can do this and with your support we'll continue to do that every year we pick a theme and we ask our staff our full-time staff our part-time staff we ask the community to come up with different themes that um, you know might encapsulate what we're actually going to do this summer and we have announced our 2021 theme um, and it's it's very fitting. It's simply this. Ava Samanecker is the winner of it. Ava Samanecker is also our 2021 uh, Youth of the Year. Uh, but it is basically whatever it takes. And I think that's a really good theme for us as we try to pull off just another amazing summer. So you will see that on our bracelets. You will see that written all over the place. And uh, we just need you to back us up to that whatever it takes. So whether it's the children's shows, whether it's the concerts on the common, whether it's Stevens Pond, whether it's all of our playground programs, our weekly programs, our community service, our theme weeks, and all the field trips. North Andover, we are going to have an unbelievable summer and I uh, can hardly wait to see all of you again. I can hardly wait for us to get through this pandemic and get back to brighter days. Um, but we did it last year, we're gonna do it again. So on behalf of all of us, thank you North Andover. Keep believing. Um, the obstacle is the way is what we've always said and we honestly believe that. So it's coming in the next couple of weeks. You're gonna read more and more of it. If we can do anything to answer any of your questions, make sure you call. So that wraps up this quick podcast about the summer. Um, I hope I answered most of your questions. Uh, if there is anything else, please call us. But as we finish every podcast, we always say too much passion is never enough passion.